0: Awesome. Amazing. We're a family here. So if it's your first time, welcome to the family. Make yourself at home. I want to invite you to grab your Bible. We're going to go to Hebrews chapter 12 and we're going to read verse 1 and then just a little bit of verse 2. So go ahead and open your Bible. Hebrews chapter 12. We'll have it on the screens for you if you don't have your Bible, but if you want to open up your app, we'll read the Bible all together. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1, and then just a little bit of verse 2. If you're there, say amen. Amen. If you're not there, but it's on the screen and you can see that, say amen. 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 Let's read this together. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight. Say that last part with me again. Lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely. Notice that Paul didn't say sins. He just said sin. How many of you guys know that the devil is not a creator. He's an imitator. So he can't invent any new sins for you to struggle with. All he can do is just bring back around that one thing, that one sin that he's watched you wrestle with in your past. It's just that one thing. And so Paul is encouraging us here. Put aside all the weights, lay aside all of the sin, that one sin which clings so closely, and then, now this is where it gets good. Let us run Look at your neighbor say it's time to run. Let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. And now let's let's all just say this last part together. Looking to Jesus. Amen. Amen and amen. Today I want to preach to you guys from the subject of what are you waiting for? I want to talk about waits today. What are you waiting for? So let's pray. Father, we thank you for the Word of God. We know that it never, ever changes. And yet it always changes us. We're so grateful for your faithfulness, God. We're so thankful for your strength. And we ask that you would empower us, that you would speak to our spirit, speak to our heart today, that we might be transformed by your Word and by your grace in the name of Jesus. And everyone said... Amen and amen. Amen, amen, amen. And I gotta be honest with you guys. Studying weights has never been a fascination of mine. I mean, I do lift. Bro, do you even lift? I I, I go to CrossFit right down here, CrossFit 615, as often as I can. And I love to lift weights, but I've honestly never even considered studying the subject of weights. Until this last Wednesday morning, I was... I was waking up, and you know that place where you're kind of in between, like sleep and awake, and it's just a really nice, comfy place to hear the voice of God. You guys know what I'm talking about? Have you ever had that experience before? And I was laying there, and I felt like God prompted me to study weights. I thought, that's a weird thing to study, weights. And I got up, and I immediately went to Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1, because I thought about where it says, Lay aside every weight. So I began to study it, and I began to understand that God has a designed pace for us to run at. Wow. He does. He says, let us run with endurance, mm-hmm. right? There is a pace of grace that God has designed you to run at. Yeah. How many of you guys know in here you're called to run? Yeah. You're called to make a difference. Yeah. You're called to do something great for God. Yeah. Your life is supposed to count for something. Yeah. Yeah. Amen? Amen? And so the Bible teaches us that if we're going to run at that pace, then we're going to have to leave the weights behind. Wow. We're going to have to lay them down. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I don't know how many of you guys in here like running for fun. I don't, I don't understand how running is a sport. Okay, I don't have that much fun. I have to chase a ball to have fun or I have to you know, do CrossFit to have fun. Some of you guys run long distances. But, you know, in high school, I used to sprint a little bit. I enjoyed that, a little bit more fun. And I, I enjoy watching the Olympics. So my mind immediately went to Usain Bolt. How many of you guys in here have seen this man run a 100-meter dash? This guy is so quick, all right? This is him, all right? That's Usain Bolt. Usain Bolt is so fast. This man is so quick that he here was winning a gold medal and he was so far ahead of his competition that when he crossed the finish line, he paused for the cause, and he, he smiled for the Instagram. <laughs> that's how fast Usain Bolt is. I don't know if you've ever seen him run before, but he is very, very fast. For the last three Olympics in a row, and if you didn't know, that's 12 years. Over a 12-year time span... This man has consistently broken his own world records and he has won three gold medals for the 100-meter men's run every Olympics. That's pretty fascinating, right? This guy's pretty fast. I thought about him and he said that the Bible says that we're not called just to sprint, but we're called to run with endurance. And when you look at somebody like Usain Bolt and you say to yourself, man, I wanna be like that guy, man. Like that in the spirit. You know, I want to run like him for God. Anybody else in here? Amen. There is no way that even somebody like Usain Bolt, who is the fastest human being on the planet, could run at the pace he's called to run if he had some weights holding him down. Now, think about it for a second. What makes sprinters so fast? Is it because they're athletic, or is it those Speedos that they wear? You know, if you look at them, right, they almost wear underwear. They have these short, tight Speedos on. They have this lightweight mesh jersey that they wear whenever they run. And even their shoes are very thin and they're very light so that when they get down in that starting block position and and they, they tell them to set and then they shoot that gun off, a man like Usain Bolt, man, he's so quick, he's so practiced. He's so fast and he's so light that he shoots off of the starting block and he's running head down and as he gets down the track just a little bit away, ways, he lifts up and he begins to sprint and as he's passing the finish line, smiles. <laughs> that man is fast. Yeah. He's running at a certain pace but even someone like Usain Bolt could not run if he had weights holding him down. Now, I want you to imagine, even Usain Bolt, it's going to be tough. Even Usain Bolt could not win a gold medal if he was trying to run with baggage. Do you know that God has called you to run at a certain pace? But if you're going to run at the pace that he has designed you to go, you're going to have to drop your baggage. You're going to have to drop the weights that God never intended for you to carry. You're going to have to let them go so that you can run with endurance. That's the only way that it works. To run with endurance, we have to drop the weights that God never intended us to carry. What are weights? You look at the Bible, what are weights? What does that even mean? What are weights? Well, I looked it up in the Greek. You know, the first word that it talks about is an encumbrance. And it kind of looked a little bit like I was trying to do there, you know. It's just you're tangled up in it. You're tangled. You can't run. You can't move. You're tight. You know, you can't do what, you're, what you should be able to do because you got an entanglement. you got an encumbrance around your life, right? That's what weights are. But it also speaks of blockages, meaning it impedes your way. It gets in front of you. It stuffs you up. It stops you. And then the last thing, and perhaps the most significant definition of weights in the Bible when you're looking at the Greek, is the word burden. Burden. That when we have burdens weighing down on us in our life, we cannot do what God has called us to do. Now, we don't say burden much anymore, do we? Now, I grew up in a Pentecostal church where they talked about burdens all the time. Everybody had burdens, all right? But what is a weight? A weight is anything that you're carrying that God never handed you. Wow. Now, I want you to think about this critically just for a minute. When we talk about weights, when the Apostle Paul is encouraging us to put our weights down, what is he talking about? He is talking about you letting go of everything that God never intended for you to carry. Wow. Yeah. That's why I'm asking you today. That's why the Lord is asking you today, what is it that you are waiting for? Wow. What? Are you waiting for what do you have in your hands? What did you come to church with this Sunday morning carrying that God never intended you to carry? Some of you guys are wheeling you wheeled in your carry on today. Yep. Wow. Wow. Just wheeling it in. You just got you got your weights. You got your encumbrances. You're tangled up in your problems, your worries. You say, man, I know I'm called to run. How many of you guys know you're called to run? Yeah. See, my challenge today is not encouraging you that you can run. My challenge today is encouraging you to drop your weights so that you can run at the pace that God has designed you to run. You are designed to run with endurance. Hebrews 12 and 1 in the NLT says it like this. Let us strip off every weight that slows us down. Every single weight that slows you down, strip it off. Now, I used to be a missionary to India for about five years, so I'd go to India all the time, and I don't know how many of you guys are like this, but when I would pack, I would put so much stuff in my bag that I didn't need, that when I would walk up to the scale, I'd be praying in the Holy Ghost. (laughs) You know what what I'm saying? You're trying to pretend like it's not heavy, you're like, it's totally light, and trying to throw on the charm, looking at the agent like, this ain't no problem. You know what I'm saying? Like mic drop. And so you, you drop it, and then you're praying. You say, oh, God, help me, Lord. You know, because it's, it's 53 and four-tenths pounds. And, you know, they're looking at you trying to get that 300 out of your pocket for three pounds. I'm like, man, 100 bucks a pound? This is ridiculous. And then I would, I would leave them something like, hey, but, but these are gifts for orphans. I'm a, I'm a missionary. I'm a missionary. Don't, don't, don't overcharge me for these you, you see, it? I, I'm, I'm a Southerner. I'm nice. I'm polite. Can you be nice? Yep. Can I get an upgrade too, by the way? You guys know what I'm talking about. You've been there before. You walk up to the scale. You know you're overweight. You already know you got stuff in your bag that doesn't need to be there. You brought everything in your bathroom. You got, you got a buzz cut. You got a blow dryer. You guys know what I'm talking about. Just a bunch of stuff that doesn't need to be there. How many of you guys got stuff that you brought into here this morning that you're carrying that doesn't need to be there, that's causing you to be overweight, that's causing you to be burdened, that's causing you to be entangled by things that God never put in your bag anyway. You know what some of the heaviest stuff is in our, in our luggage? It's some of the heaviest stuff. Shame. That, that's real heavy. That's stuff God never intended for you to carry. When we carry shame around, which essentially what shame is, is it's, it's the fear Of of not being accepted. It's it's something that says to you, you're not worthy of love. You don't deserve belonging. That's what shame is. And some of us can't fit what God's called us to run with. And what God's called us to carry Mm. in our luggage. Because it's already been packed with shame. Shame. On the other hand, another very heavy piece of equipment that God has not called us to run with is unforgiveness. You know, maybe you're running with God right now. Maybe you're going for it. Maybe you're looking at Jesus. You know, you're making your way, and you cannot figure out why all of your peers seem to be passing you up. He said, man, they're running so quick, so fast, but you're still holding on to a grudge of somebody that hurts your feelings in church Three and a half years ago, March 2014, and you can't let that go so that you can be running at the pace that God has called you to run at. Shame, it's heavy. Unforgiveness, it's even heavier. But you know what's the heaviest? People. <laughs> People are heavy. Some of y'all got full-grown human beings in your carry-on. you just, you just packing somebody up that hurt you when you were ten. And trying to live your life, trying to walk out the calling of God on your life with a person koala bearing you (laughs) as you're trying to run at the pace that God has called you to run. And I know what you're thinking, right? Hey, it's not Christian to break up with people. Can we just debunk that mystery right now in the name of Jesus? If you're in a relationship with someone that is constantly pulling you away from your relationship with Jesus, it might be time to kick them out of your bags. So, no, so nobody's going to get with me over here. I'm going to try this side. So it might be time to unzip the baggage and say, hop out, buddy. Your ride is over. I'm not carrying you on this direction any longer. You're going to have to run yourself. You're going to have to find your own pace. I'm trying to run at my pace, and I can't run at my pace because every time I try to run, you try to hold on to my coattails. And last I checked, I'm responsible for my walk with the Lord, not mine and yours. Some of you guys have been carrying people so long, you think you're doing Christian service, but really you're just enabling them to be a deficient disciple. Look at the person next day. Say, let them go. Let him go they're too heavy too heavy. I can't carry you all the time. I can barely carry myself i can't keep I can't keep bringing you along every time. I can't keep picking you up every time. God told me to drop all my weights, and every now and then you have become a weight Wow. <laughs> and you know i I know you know it's. It, 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 It's like that shame thing that creeps in. You know, man, I I just can't do it. There's no way I can do that. I'm, 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 I'm just afraid I can't do that. There's no way I could push that negative person out of my life. I just couldn't do that. And some of you guys, you've already pushed that negative person out of your life, but you're struggling and fighting off the shame of pushing that person out. You say, man, I wish I wouldn't have done that. Better yet, when I look back at that season of my life, I consistently beat myself up because I let somebody treat me like that. They were a weight. And you look back at that leg of your journey and you say, man, I can't believe I let that happen. And you get down on yourself. You, you, you're mean to yourself. But, you know, here's a, here's a good thing about running with weights. When you run with weights, you know what happens? You get stronger. And so there may be seasons of your life that you carried somebody else. There may be seasons of your life where you were making a mistake and you didn't make the right choice and you carried somebody else a little bit longer than you should. You carried shame a little bit longer than you were supposed to. You carried unforgiveness even whenever it was destructive in your life. See, you were carrying that weight and you were saying, oh God, I'm messing up. But the Lord was saying, "Uh uh-uh, you're just warming up. (laughs) Because God can turn your troubles into your training. Y'all don't hear me. He can turn your mess-ups into your warm-ups. Because what what the enemy has meant for evil, God can turn around and work it out for your good. What are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? You are called to run. You are called to run with endurance. You are called to run at a pace that God has set for you, not the world. The world isn't allowed to tweak your speed. The grace that God gives you to run your race is the pace that you are supposed to be going at. Yeah. And when we don't run at that that pace is when we stop looking at Jesus. Yeah. Because it says when we look to him, when we look to Jesus, we will run to what he set before us. Wow. Now, when we're looking at Jesus, we run to the right goals. But when we look in the opposite direction of Jesus, we may run fast, but we'll run in the wrong direction. Wow. We may run, but we'll run with the weights he never intended for us to carry. Wow. We, we may run, but end up at the wrong finish line. You may, you, may, you may pass the finish line like Usain Bolt with the smile on, and you realize that was never the finish line that God had painted on the ground. Wow. And then you look over and see Jesus, and you're over here crossing the finish line like, yeah, I did it, <laughs> but you didn't get anything out of it. Wow. How many times you heard somebody say, man, I made all this money, but I don't feel fulfilled. They crossed the wrong finish line. Wow! You, you ever heard somebody say, man, I made it. I finally made it. I'm on top. I'm doing my thing. But man, just something on the inside, just empty. Wrong finish line. You see, you were trying to, you're trying to cross that finish line, the Instagram paid it for you. So, so y'all don't want to be honest. You don't want to be real. Okay. <laughs> Trying to cross that finish line that, that, that TV or, or, or big media or whatever else that tells you that you have to look like this, be like this, achieve this, make this, live in that, drive that. Wow. But when we look at Jesus, we run in the right direction. We see rightly what he has set before us, not the illusion that the world tries to present. We drop our weights and we begin to run. What is it that God has put before us? Now, God has put something before you individually. I know that. I know God put something before you individually. I'm, I'm in a room full of world changers. Like, I believe that. I feel it. I sense it. When I get around you guys, I know that you're believing for a dream. But what has God put before us collectively as a family, as a church, as Legacy Nashville? He's put before us a responsibility to build the local church. He's given us a mission, which is to grow the family of God. That's the mission. That's what we say. We say we're a family here. We love to say that, man. We're not just a ministry. You guys finish it. We're a family. And just because we're a family doesn't mean that we're also not a ministry. See what I'm saying? That means we have a mission. We have a purpose. We have a calling. We have something that we're called to carry, not weights, but what God's given us. And how do we do that? How do we build that? How do we grow that? Well, I wanna read a passage of scripture here to you real quick about that. And uh, I wasn't supposed to read it till later, but I'm gonna go ahead and read it now. Ephesians chapter four, verse 16 says this, from him, the whole body joined and held together by every supporting ligament, get this, grows, everybody say grows, grows. and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. Did you guys see that last part? As each part does its work. Guys, we can't grow a family here unless you are doing your part. Yeah, that's right. Like unless your song is present, the harmony of our family is off. Yeah. We are called to grow the family of God and build the church up in love. But we can't walk in the fullness of our calling to love unless you are in the right place unless you are doing your part, unless you are playing your part. How many of you guys know that when God calls us to himself, he calls us to drop our weights. Have we established that? He calls us to let go of our weights so that we can run. But just because he's called us to let go of our weights doesn't mean that we've been called to run empty-handed. Because when God calls us to himself, he gives us something to carry. It's not the weights of the world. It's a different kind of weight. I don't know if you've ever done any research before on the word glory. Psalm 45 says that he has anointed the Son of Man with glory. Everybody say glory, glory. And with honor. So what is that? What is glory? You know, you look that up. What does glory mean? You know what glory means, strangely enough? It means heaviness or weight. So when God calls you to himself, he calls you to let go of one thing, but then pick up another. See, the weights of the world are really just an imitation of the enemy. Because Christians are called to be strong, and in order to be strong, you first have to be stretched. And so the, the world tries to put weight on you to imitate God's glory, and get you to believe that it is a sufficient replacement. Wow, wow. Here you go. Carry this. That'll get you where you need to go. Here's your baggage. Here's the weight. Here, let this press down on you. But see what ends up happening when you're carrying the weight of the world. You carry it like this. About took my eye out. And you carry it like this. And you run across the finish line like you same boat. Check me out, yo. What's up? Flossin? What's happening? Because <laughs> when you carry the weight of the world, you use it so that people can see your strengths. Check me out. See me flexing? Watch me flex. See, I got, those, I got this weight. But see, the thing about the weight of God's glory is whenever he puts it upon your life, it's not so that you can be big in the world's eyes. God puts the way of His glory on your life so that it can squash out self effort. So that when people lo- look at you when you're running in the direction of Jesus, they don't see you, they see the beauty of the cross. And they look at you and they say, man, God is good. Wow, God is a provider. Wow, God is faithful, not man. Look at that dude run. Look how great he looks when he runs. Look how much further and faster he's going than everybody else. They look at you and they say, man, isn't God amazing? But see, that's where people confuse the race altogether. They read Hebrews chapter 12, verse one. They say, oh man, that means I'm called to race. I'm called to sprint and I'm called to compete. And we get the wrong thing. We get the wrong picture. This race is not a competitive sprint. It's a generational marathon. It's a baton race. It's where one generation passes it off to the next. And the reason that we run, the Bible says, since, everybody say, since, we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us. This is why. We run. We don't run for ourselves to show off our strength. We run for each other so that we can strengthen the body of Jesus Christ. Hey, so come up here for a second, bro. So you come up just a little. Just, just come up on stage, bro. Just can just hold those right there just for a second. Just, just hold them. Let, 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 let them weigh you down. You know what I'm saying? Because see, whenever God calls us to himself. He said, hey, I want you to put down the weights of the world, but it doesn't mean that you're called to run empty-handed. See, when God calls you, he gives you something to carry, and that's called his glory. And see, that may look heavy to you guys, and that may seem like a problem to you, but really it's a promise to Asaph. Hey. Because he said, hey, I know this is what I'm called to carry. I know this is what my promises are. I know this is what my, what my words are. And that's why it's so important that I'm free of my weights of the world. Because every now and then the burden of the glory of God that stretches us and strengthens us so that we can carry an increase of his glory might get a little heavy for a brother. That's why I need to be free so I can rush to his aid and say, here, you having a little trouble carrying that? It looked like a burden. I know it's a blessing to you. It looked like a problem, but I know it was a promise. And I got free hands. Let me help you. Let me run with you. Let me roll with you that's why you've been set free you have been set free from your problems so you can help other people with their promises that's why God wants you free you can't carry your weight only you're called to bear one another's burdens that's what the scripture says let me read it to you real quick bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ Galatians chapter 6 verse 2 every now and then man carrying the glory gets a little heavy doesn't it it gets a little heavy I got to be honest with you guys. I wish it was an easy day every day being a lead pastor. That would be awesome. Some people think like that I just work one day a week. Somebody said that once. Your job's pretty easy, right? You only work one day a week. I said, Man, that would be, that'd be great. <laughs> it would be awesome. But, you know, every now and then it looks like being up at 2.30 in the morning praying for you. You know, every now and then it looks like at, you know, 5 a.m. in the morning getting an emergency phone call about, Somebody who just had a car wreck. You know, things that are promises, they're callings. But at the same time, just because they're not bad doesn't mean they're not big. And some of you guys in here have some good stuff on your life. But that doesn't mean it's not heavy. Because it's the weight of God's glory. And he's put it on your life so that he can get glory out of your life. And that his glory could shine forth into this world. And every now and then we need some help. Not just carrying our problems, but carrying our promises. So here's what I want to ask you guys. What are you waiting for? Thank you, Asif. What are you waiting for? What are you holding on to today that God never intended for you to carry? What, What do you have? What do you have in your baggage? Who do you have? What about the shame, the unforgiveness? The sin. That one sin. That keeps coming back around. The one sin, that's what the Bible calls a familiar spirit. That one thing that keeps coming back around. You know, maybe you've tried to stuff it and hide it. See, that's why they have these little zippers right here. This is for that one sin. So nobody knows it's there, right? And you open it and say, I ain't got nothing. I'm good. This is what we do at church. See that? I'm good. It's just the glory. But you got that little travel pocket. One sin. Y'all ain't with me. You got, you got your three fluid ounce sin. You got your TSA approved encumbrance. It, it looks really small, but when it stretches out, it can really tangle you up. How many of you guys know that, that the devil tells us that sin is really small until we commit it? And then he works hard to convince us that it's really big and Unforgivable. So don't fall for that trap. Oh, it's just a small thing. It's just a little thing. It don't matter until you do it. And then it becomes the biggest thing that he, he declares and that he promises is going to take you out of your race. Jesus. You're called to run. And today, man, we're going to pull some stints off of your legs. Some of you guys have been trying to run. You got, you got weights that are tying you down. Hey, training season is over. It's time for you to run for the gold, man. Training season is over. You've been carrying that person. You've been carrying that sin. You've been carrying that encumbrance. You've been carrying that burden too long. It's time for you to let it go. It's time for you to walk away from it. Time for you to sprint away from it. Time for you to move in the spirit at the pace that God has called you to run at. Some of you guys, man, I feel like the enemy's tried to convince you to run slower on purpose so that you can look holier. But God has actually called you to run at a certain pace. And you're going to have to let go of the fear of man and the expectations of pious people and run at the pace that God designed you to run at. It's time to run. If you're ready to run, just stand up. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to leave our weights in the aisles. We got, a, we got an amazing team around here. They come through after service and they clean up. They clean up all the brochures, all those offering envelopes that we leave behind and connect cards and all that stuff. And today they're going to put a little something extra in their buckets. They're going to put your weights. Because the weights that you came in here with are the weights that you're going to leave right there where you're standing. You're not taking them out of here. You guys ready to drop what God has not called you to carry? Yes. Just close your eyes. Yeah, there's grace for the race. There's grace for the race. How in the world, Lyle, can I get this done today? How can I get that done tomorrow? You know, there's always sufficient grace for what needs to get done in a particular day. Jesus teaches us not to worry about tomorrow. Today has enough worry for itself. And when we look to Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, all the weights and the sin have to go, and we are released into the sprint, into the run with endurance that God has called us to run at. So right now in Jesus' name, we just clip away every weight and let it fall to the floor. We just, we just say no to behavioral patterns of sin, lifestyles of regret, shame, unforgiveness, and toleration of the enemy. Today, we step out and we sprint out of this church, and we are released by the grace of God into the run that we are called to run in. In Jesus' name, amen. So, here's what I want you to do on your way out. I just want you to find two or three people and just look them right in the eye and say, You're free. You're free from that weight. You're free. You're leaving here a lighter person. And don't worry about it. We'll clean it up. You will not have to mess with it anymore. We'll sweep it away. It'll be done. It'll be dealt with. You're walking out of here a new person. Do you believe that? Yes. If you believe that, just lift up a big round of applause to Jesus. We're going to bless you guys. Bless you. Bless you. Amen and amen. Yeah, and a round of applause for our senior pastor, Lyle Phillips. I mean, that was such a good word. I'm sitting here the entire message and i'm really feeling like this is like a like a hebrews 4 and 12 word where the word of god is living and active you know sharper than any two-edged sword dividing between soul and spirit discerning the things of god so we're so thankful for you pastor lyle that was so good guys i mean um yeah just like he said there's going to be a ministry team up here and so if you need prayer ministry team if you can go ahead and come forward We'd love to have you uh, come and receive prayer. Don't forget also to say hello to some people on your way out and be here next Sunday for the 9 or for the 11 11 a.m. service. God bless you guys.